As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Watches and Wonders 2023, we're with Tag Heuer. Tom, Tag Heuer has had a, a peppered past ups and downs, some different perceptions, people not really sure what to make of it. Are you hoping to see something that settles all of that once and for all this year? Yes, I appreciate that they can't all be zingers, but I think uh, Tag Heuer have got more zingers than not. But yeah, let's let's hope that they've uh, knocked it out of the park, yeah. They really are the, the plucky underdog, and it's a shame to say that because they've been such an influential brand in the past, but we're all there going, come on, Tag Heuer, come on, you can do it, you can Yeah. This year, I'm hoping to come away from seeing their new releases feeling a lot more positive than I have done in the past. Let's start with the Carrera Chronograph, obviously one of their most famous product lines. And here it has been evolved to become something between classic and contemporary. They've experimented with both and they can sometimes feel at odds with each other. So they have unified that approach into one. This is a 39mm watch. That's, That's good. 39mm is a good size. (laughs) It has the glass box crystal concept, which kind of wraps around all the way down to the case. There is no bezel. It's a very interesting look. Um, Comes with a black or blue dial, 100m of water resistance, the calibre TH20-00, which is an evolution of the Hoya 02 they had before, but now with bi-directional winding. Uh, Fun fact, Tom, they changed it from the Hoya 02 because it was a bit confusing to say the Tag Heuer Heuer 02. So they're calling it the TH20-00 with a bidirectional winding. 80 hours of power reserve, 5,600 pounds. That's, that's sniffing at the backside of the Omega Speedmaster. What do you think of the watch? I really like it. I think it's a strong start. You know me, I'm a, a sucker for a domed bezel. And although this is bezel-less essentially the tachymeter scale is on sort of a flange and it's underneath the domed crystal which wraps over everything but that's really nice it's uh hmm, succulent (laughs) happy with that yeah it's a really smart looking watch isn't it and that blend of uh, classic and contemporary you can really see it it looks like a vintage watch but that sapphire crystal you likened it earlier to a rescence yeah it has that pebble like feel that what do i call mouth feel tom (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and I think it's a step in the right direction. I really do. The price is strong, however, but best of luck to them. Also, notice, date at 12 o'clock. Almost disappears up there. If you're going to put a date anywhere to keep a chronograph clean, actually, no one's ever thought of 12 o'clock that I've seen before. That's quite good up there. That's weird, yeah. I, I completely missed that. And when it's the 12th, it's going to be especially confusing. Yeah. 
Um, but they've also got some watches that are a bit more of the old style. This is the also Carrera Chronograph, but with a 42mm, the larger, older style case with the big thick set bezel there. Still with the Hoyer 02, comes with the black or blue dial, but the bit that they've added here is a little pep of orange around the outside to complement the red um, chronograph and running seconds hands. 100 meters of water resistance, 80 hours of power reserve, because it has the Hoyer 02, which is basically the same. A little bit cheaper than the new box glass Carrera chronograph at £5,000, but it does to me, it looks by comparison to the new one, a bit more dated, a bit more clunky. I was just going to say that. I, I'm not sure if it's the coloration of the red and orange and blue. It feels like 80s, 90s, something about it, but not wholly unattractive. I think it's really cool looking watch. Yeah, the benefit that you get is you spend a little bit less than the other one. But whether or not that difference in price is worth it to get the new style is, is up to you. Or you, Tom, personally. No, I'd pay a bit more for that, that pebble shapeness. Speaking of pebble shapeness, they've also updated the Carrera Chronograph Tourbillon, which you might remember was a very contemporary looking watch, much more in the vein of the Mario Carrera Chronograph Tourbillon. Mm -hmm. This one is taking that box glass concept and uh, a much more classic look and feel with the dial. And again, really, really deep curve to that crystal. Blue dial only, calibre TH20-09, 65 hours of power reserve, 100 metres of water resistance, a hair under £20,000. But this is one of the first Tag Heuers I've seen in a while that actually looks expensive. My only complaint about all three of these watches is having the Carrera name above the logo. I'm not sure if it works in terms of balance or even needs the name Carrera up there. It's a bit unusual. But otherwise, very minor complaint, the uh, £19,950 Tag Heuer Carrera Chronograph Tourbillon with the glass box crystal is a really, really attractive watch. Speaking of very, very attractive watches, Tom, do you remember the Carrera Plasma Diamond d'Avant-Garde of last year, where Tag Heuer took some lab-grown diamonds and fired them at the case as fast as possible, and they all embedded their way in? Yeah, or just before the case had fully set, they squished in the diamonds. <laughs> they have updated that watch. You might remember last year that the case had a few diamonds set into it, and a single-piece diamond crown. This time, they are setting diamonds into the bezel too, and even the bracelet. So now this thing is absolutely awash with little sparkly fragments. Like the whole thing is uh, just transferring in from another dimension, but got stuck. Yeah, it's very interesting. It looks like... It looks sort of like raw material doesn't it like you could does this come with like a little miniature pickaxe that you can mine out the diamonds from your watch that'd be fun um i'm not sure what's going on with the dial it looks like television snow like 90 static from mtv or something that is a single piece of raw diamond crystal grown as a, as a bed of crystals like what you did with a jam jar as a kid with a piece of string do you remember that absolutely not oh what fun you missed out on they have done that with the dial. So it's a single piece of very crystalline uh, diamond material. Ah. Very unusual. You don't normally see diamond in that aspect. But when you grow it in a lab, you can do whatever you like, Tom. The world is your diamond. Lovely. Um, of course, obviously comes with the Hoyer 02T with the Isograph Carbon Nanotube Hairspring. Do you know what that means? No. Me neither. Also for this year, and talking about watches that are punching very high in terms of price is the Aqua Racer, Tag Heuer's entry-level dive watch, but now in bimetal at £4,400 or full gold 
in £16,050. The Venn diagram of people looking for a an affordable entry-level tag Hoyer and wanting to spend £16,000 on a gold watch, I imagine has a very small overlap. That is an intriguing proposition, isn't it? I suppose tag Hoyer, they treat all their models equally. You know, they I guess they don't see the tag Hoyer Aqua Racer as any less of a watch than any of their other models. So why wouldn't it get a solid gold treatment from time to time? I feel like the kind of person who's going to buy this watch is the sort of person who buys a Volvo and ticks every single box in a spec sheet and ends up spending £100,000 on the thing. <laughs> it's good, but you spend so much on it that you could end up having purchased... Well, you could purchase a Langenzona for £16,000. Ah, uh, yeah, when you put it like that, that is a bit of, bit of a head-scratcher, isn't it? Indeed. Dear viewer and listener, Tag Hoyer, how do you feel about this year's propositions? I think there's some good stuff, I think there's some head-scratching stuff, and I think there's some unusual stuff with diamonds stuck in it. Yeah. Let us know what you think in the comments below. Hope you're enjoying the coverage. Please do uh, like and subscribe if you are, and we'll see you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye-bye.